Welcome. This is Chief Yuya Broadcast, and I am Chief Yuya. And um, this one's for the babies, all right? So I want to welcome all of you first-time listeners and, of course, all of you who return and return time and time again to get this food, to get this medicine, and, of course, um, this internal therapy so that way you can create, sculpt, and craft your external reality. But like I said, this one is for the children. I know I have a lot of young listeners who listen in sometimes uh, because their grandma and grandpa makes them sit down and listen to Chief Yuya, or some of them just like to tune in. All right. So uh, it was led on my heart that I wanted to just share some, some thoughts and ideas with, with you young people that I know will help you in your life and will help you in your journey forward you know, into becoming young adults and then eventually becoming adults and then eventually becoming elders. All right. So I'm just going to um, share a couple of thoughts that came to me that I want to give you and in no particular order of importance, but, you know, just going in on it. All right. Here's the first thing. Young people ask the question how more than you ask the question why. I know a lot of times why, you know, it, it comes so natural and so easy, you know, especially because. Often you live in a in a environment where you have people telling you what to do. So your first response is, well, why do I have to do that? So it's always why, why, why do they do this? Why do they do that? We're always you're always told what people are doing and you want to know why they're doing it. But you can get much further if you ask, how are they doing it? Because a lot of times when you ask the question, how you begin to take apart and break apart the truth, if there's any truth inside of it. Right. So like, let's say if you have something like, you know, a toy or a game or a phone and and you could ask why it works or you could ask how it works. Now, one of the way that you, ways that you can discover how your phone works is to take it apart and look at what's inside of it. Look at all the moving parts and things like that. And once you do that, you'll find that it may not be as complicated it may not be as advanced, you know, as you may have thought it was, or it may not even be as scary as you thought it was. It's just like watching a scary movie and you can ask why the person in the movie did what they did. But if you say, well, how did they do that? You might find out, well, a person in real life couldn't do that. So that wasn't true. That was just that was just a movie. So there's really nothing to be afraid of. OK, so ask how way more than you ask why. Here's another one. Um, expect to get wisdom from people who are older than you. You know, if someone is, let's say if you're 15 or you're 16 or you're nine or you're eight and um, you meet someone who's 21 or 22 or they're 30 or they're 40 or they're 50 or 60, all those years that they have been walking around on the planet, they should have something to show for it. They should have something, right? Just like if someone keeps giving you something, and, um, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to save this. You know, every time maybe you see a certain person, they may give you some money or give you something and you put it aside and you save it and you put it aside. Well, after a certain amount of time, there should be something that you can look at and say, wow, look at all this that I have. And you can maybe even share because you have so much. Same thing with older people. Expect wisdom from them. Expect to. Uh, be able to get something from their experiences. All right. And here's another piece with that. Surround yourself, young people, with people who you can learn from who have experiences that you want to live. 
Okay. Don't just put yourself around people because they live close to you because it's convenient. You go to the same school, you're in the same class. That's cool. But when you're moving around through life or through your day and you see someone who's able to do something that you think is cool, you know, or someone who maybe has an experience that you haven't had, maybe to come from a country that you didn't come from or a part of your country that you didn't live, you know, try to put yourself around more people like that, that have um, experiences that you would like to live. And don't be afraid to ask them, how did you do that? You might have some friends that in order to come to the country that you lived in, that you live in currently, maybe they had to sneak in into the country. Maybe they had to be smuggled. Maybe they came by a boat or they may have an amazing story. And you could say, well, why did you do that? Well, we did it because I don't know. We wanted to. But sometimes a person your age may not know why something happened because you don't always know why your parents make the decisions that you that they made. But you can certainly ask How did you do it? How did you come to this country? How did you move here? How did you do that? How did you learn how to ride a bike? So forth and so on, you know? So asking that question and surrounding yourself uh, with people who have experiences that you haven't lived is very important. And here's another one related to that. Uh, Make sure that you make friends in different groups. You know, sometimes when you're young, uh, and you're in school, whether it be middle school or even elementary school or high school, you know, we we might have a tendency to have to form cliques or to form groups, you know, like uh, you may have two or three friends and you say, OK, these are my two, three friends. This is who I'm with all the time. We We eat lunch together. You know, maybe we have a couple of classes together. Uh, we have, you know, we, we walk to school together. Maybe we walk home together. That's cool. Just, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's good to have, you know, people who you can relate to and who you can talk to and who you can look out for and they can look out for you. But it's also important to have friends in different areas of life. Okay. Especially as you get older. So you may go to school and maybe there's a group of, of young people and they're, they're completely into computers and coding. And then you may have another group of young people and they're completely into fashion. Another group of young people and they're into music and another group, they're into sports, right? What you want to do is you want to position yourself in a way where you can have a connection to all of those different groups. Okay, that's important because what happens is it makes your mind much bigger. It's almost like um, Thanos, right? I think that was um, the Avengers and uh, Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones. He he didn't just want one stone, but he wanted multiple stones because each color, each stone provides something that makes him more and more powerful, that gives him the opportunity to do something greater for him that that, that he wanted to do. It's the same thing. Each person... We have a thing that's called, and you're going to learn about it as you get older, it's called human resources, okay? And human resources is basically, uh, you know, you know what a human is. You should know that by now, right? Uh, a bright person or a created person or a made person. And then you have uh, resources. Well, a resource, re means to go back, like rewind, repeat, redo, So it means to go back to the beginning of something or to go back to the source of something. Right. And then, you know, source. So what's the source? It's it's like a like a fountain. Like, let's say if we're drinking water and we say, well, I want to know where the water comes from. And then you travel all the way from the pipes underneath your house and then you keep going and going and going and going. And then you find that there's a spring or there's a waterfall or there's a well that the water is actually coming from. So that becomes the source. Right. So to resource is to go back 
like to that original place, like the well, and to get something. So when you have human resource, you have people who become, who, who can take you back to where you can get things. Right. So like you might have a person who goes and gets the water. You may have a person who goes and gets the vegetables. You may have a person who goes and gets, um, I don't know, the shades or the umbrellas, but they all go and get different things. This is called human resources. And as you get older and you, and you start to move through life a little bit more, you start to learn how human resources or the people around you can become a resource. They can pull you to different sources, take you to different places, almost like you're surrounded by a bunch of navigators. I can take you here. I can take you there. I can take you there. I can take you there. You know, so you want to kind of learn how to balance your experience with people who are good human resources. All right. And here's another one. Thinking of that one. You know, don't be too shy. And I understand for those of you, you know, I'm going to I'm going to say my my shy little brothers and little sisters. All right. And the reason I'm going to say that, because I have always been a very shy child and I know what it's like to be shy. I know what it's like when you walk into a room or you go into the cafeteria and it seems like everybody has somebody, everybody has somebody to laugh with or to joke with. And it seems like for some people, it's just so easy for them to go up and start talking and making friends or people want to be their friends or whatever. And it's hard for you because it's like, well, I don't know if they want me over there or, you know, you just, you don't feel confident about going up and saying things to them or you feel maybe a little insecure or any, or something like that. I understand. I was like that. Uh, for a very long time. And, and even as, as an adult, sometimes it's something I still have to, have to work on sometimes. So, you know, being shy is something that, uh, a lot of people experience and you'd be surprised some of the people who you might look at and think are comfortable and, and not shy like you, that they're, they're feeling the same thing, but they're really working and pushing through it, you know, and I know it's hard. I know it is. So to all my shy little brothers and little sisters, all right. Because we're, we're a part of the same group. I'm with you. Chief Yuya is with you. Um, don't be too shy to ask a person to teach you how to do something that you see them do. Okay. That's important. You know, I know sometimes you may be walking down the street and you see somebody who's juggling or you see somebody who can fix something. Maybe they know how to fix phones. You might have somebody in your school and they'll fix your screen or something for five or ten dollars or something like that. Or they know how to ride a bike a certain way and know how to do a certain kind of dance or maybe they can play an instrument or something that you look at. You say, man, that's that's I like that. I wish I knew how to do that. I wish I could do that. Or maybe that's something I'd like to do when I grow up, you know, and. Your shyness may say, but I don't want to bother them. They don't want to be bothered by me. No, people who do things and people who are into things, they love talking about what they do. They love sharing what they what they do. You might meet somebody who, you know, they ride horses or they have a garden and they plant things or they're, uh, you know, they they make clothes. They're, you know, they can make suits and they can make dresses and things like that. Or, you know, maybe they, they repair things or they, you know, there's so many different things in the world. So many beautiful things. They make incense maybe, you know. Um, don't be afraid to say, to ask, hey, you know, how do you do that? Can you Can you show me? How to do that? Would, would that be okay if you showed me how to do that? Or could you could you tell me how you got started or tell me where I could go to get more information on that? People love when you do that. Trust me. All right. So never be too shy to ask a person um, how to do something. 
with that, right? Talking about walking down the street and learning things, right? You can learn things outside of school. Okay, the school building that you may go to if you go into if you're not homeschooled, or even if you are homeschooled, but you know, there's things that you can learn outside of that building. Everything is not inside of there, and every answer is not inside of there. Okay? And there's things that you should take it upon yourself to learn that ha- that are that have nothing to do with you making money, but just because you're interested in it. So let's say like if you like sharks, right? There's nothing wrong with going on YouTube and just watching as many shark videos as you want to watch and just learning about sharks. You know, you want to really work your brain. You want to you want to really put some put some energy into your brain. Number one. Number two, it makes you more the more, you know, the more opportunities you can take advantage of, because something may come up and somebody may say, hey, do you know how to do this? Or we need someone who knows how to do this or someone who can think like this and you can jump up right into place immediately. Hey, I know that. Or if you're a person who's always teaching yourself something, you become a very quick learner. You see, and people like to have quick learners around. So you want to be a quick learner. You want to be someone who is not afraid to research things. You definitely don't want to be afraid to read. Reading is very important, right? You don't want to be afraid to read. You don't want to be afraid to research. You don't want to be afraid to ask questions about things that you're interested in. Learn the things that interest you and make projects for yourself. Write your own book reports. And I know it doesn't seem like fun. And it's like, why would I write my own book report when I have to do that in school already? Because most of the time, the books that you're going to write on in school, it's not necessarily going to be books that you may be interested in. And when they're telling you to write on them, it's not necessarily when you'd want to do it. But you can make let me let me give you an example. Right. I was a young boy and I had a day off from school, um, whether it be like a holiday or I wasn't feeling well that day. Uh, my mother would would have me write book reports. Right. Especially for the summer as well. But, you know, let's say if I was feeling not too well that day and, you know, maybe my stomach was hurting or something like that. uh, She would bring like two or three books and I'd have to read them that day and write a report on them before she came home from work. Okay, because I'd have to print. I had to present them. And whether that was whether we had a day off from school or whether I wasn't feeling well. So, you know. My friends would be outside playing and riding bikes and doing what young people do. And I'm inside reading and working on this report before she came home. Okay. So uh, at first, yeah, when you're, I didn't like it at first because I would say I'm sick. (laughs) Why can't I just sit here and watch uh, cartoons and watch TV and, and drink tea and, you know, lay in the bed. But no, there's no learning is an everyday thing. And as time went, I really enjoyed it because I got to read the type of books that maybe I wouldn't have read normally, you know, or at times that I wouldn't have normally did it. And then when you're when you're home, when you have a day off and things, a lot of times it's pretty quiet because everybody's, you know, at work or if you're not feeling well, they're at work or, you know, they're in school and you can just focus on what you need to do. You know, but what it what it started to do was to get me into the habit of learning that my mind and my brain and me, myself, I was worth learning things on my own. I didn't have to have a teacher tell me I needed to learn something. I didn't have to have a school say, okay, now it's time for you to learn this or now it's time for you to learn that. I could make the decision as to 
what I was ready for or what I wasn't ready for. And I can test myself if I could read this book and then I can write a report on it and then present it to my my older person, which at that time was my mother. And she said, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This was good. I like how you brought this out. Or maybe, no, you need to read that part again. You got that part wrong. Then it, it really sharpened me. It made me a better person. It made my mind better. And it gave me a better sense of pride in myself. You see, so what that's called is didactic learning, didactic learning, didactic, didactic learning, where you're like self-taught, where you could teach yourself things. You see, so having an experience like that and and really then eventually I would just do my own book reports. I would just grab books if we were in the store. I would grab them off the shelf and I would just write reports on them for myself. Now, I'm going to tell you where that came in handy. When I when I went to college, a lot of the book reports that I used to write when I was like in middle school and in high school, I actually used those. I handed those in as college assignments. You see, uh, I don't know if I should be telling you guys that part. So, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, you get the point. You get my point. You know, you want to challenge your own self in your learning. You want to make sure that you're taking yourself through what we call a rite of passage. Okay. A rite of passage is when you take yourself through an experience and you kind of push yourself beyond what you think you can do. You know, one of my children, once we were somewhere at a, at a, at a birthday celebration and um, these children have brought out what they call like a slip and slide. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like, it's just this smooth slippery uh, strip and they put water on it and you run and then you just slide on it. Like you can just jump on your stomach and slide across it. And my daughter saw all the children. I saw her looking at them and I said, you want to do the slip and slide, don't you? And she said, yes. So she went and did the slip and slide. And when she did it, she just like belly flopped on her stomach. It was bad. It was like, boom. And I knew she was hurt. And she got up and she came over to me. And I said, and I, and I just held her cause I know she didn't want anybody to know she was hurt. And I said, you're okay, sweetheart. And she said, mm-hmm. and I said, do you want to do it again, baby? And she said, nah, right. Cause she was hurt, but she didn't want to say she was hurt. Right. But then she saw the children still doing it. Now she didn't have to be hurt, but she just messed up. Sometimes you make a mistake, you mess up. That happens sometimes. So maybe hmm, three minutes passed, right? And she pulled on my pants leg and she said, Baba, I said, what's up, sweetheart? She said, I want to go again. And I said, okay. And I said, you know, and I gave her some pointers. I said, this time you want to dive when you do it, you know, so that way it's smooth. You don't just want to jump up in the air and flop down on your stomach, you know. And she did it and it was smooth and she had fun and then she kept doing it. But see, in that moment, she gave herself a rite of passage. She decided that, no, wait a minute. If these other children can do this, I'm Baba's daughter. I'm a princess. If they can do it, I can do this. I know I can. I come from good stock. I come from good DNA. I can do this slip and slide. And she did the slip and slide. I actually even have a video of it. You know, this is a long time ago, but, um, So you want to put yourself through experiences, young people, where you're challenging yourself. Don't wait for your teacher to challenge you. You know, don't wait for your friends to challenge you. So that way, sometimes you may do something in school and they may say, oh, that was great. That was great. 
And it might not be that big a deal because you've already gone so far past it that they may think it was something important. But, you know, as a community, as an Anu, and I'm ho- I hope I'm speaking to Anu children. I, 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 I can only hope that your children, that your your guardians, your grandparents, your grandmother, your auntie, your, your uncle, your cousin, your big brother, your big sister, your mother, your father has brought you into this Anu community. And let me tell you, as as Anu children, we reward from inside first. We say if you've done great or not. And we tell you if, if you haven't done good, we punish from the inside. Okay? We know the standard of our own greatness. So it's just like how my daughter looked at that, at that slip and slide. And the children who were on it were bigger than her. But one of the things about her, she she... She always likes to do what the quote unquote big, big kids would do, whether it's on the swings, hanging upside down from the monkey bars, whatever. So when she saw those big kids on the slip and said, uh, 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 no, I can do this. And if I fall again and I hurt, OK, I'll just get back up. But I, but I'm not going to let this slip and slide beat me. OK, so you want to push yourself beyond what you may think. Now, here's another thing. Related to that, sometimes adults will lie to you. Not every adult is telling the truth to you, just like not every when you're lost, you can't just go to every police officer and ask for directions. You see, but not some adults will lie. Some adults, they don't know certain things or they purposely want to deceive you. So you have to use your own brain and you have to learn how to ask questions in a respectful way. Respect is so important. And there's some people who are 20, 30, 40, 50 years older than you, who I'm talking to, who still don't have any respect. They've never learned how important respect is. So no one really answers any of their questions. They can't really get anywhere in life because every time they start talking to people, everybody's like, oh, get out of here, get out of here. You're so disrespectful. So respect is important, but you want to be able to ask questions. When an adult is saying something to you that you're having trouble whether you're having trouble believing it or you're having trouble understanding it, don't be afraid to say, you know, um, I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't I don't understand. Could you explain it to me a different way? Or, you know, well, if, if, if that happened, then what about this and what about that? That's OK to do. You have to understand that you have a brain in your head for a reason. You have that brain for a reason. It's not just sitting up there to, to to keep your head from being hollow and your skull from crushing in on itself. Your brain is, has to be developed. And you don't just wake up one day when you turn 18 or you become an adult and all of a sudden now your brain just starts working. It doesn't work like that. Okay. When you were in your mother's womb, your brain was developing. Okay. So it's constantly developing. Hey, let me tell you something. Right now. My brain is still, I'm still developing my brain right now. Me, Chief Yuya, the old man, I'm still trying to get my brain to go further than it was yesterday and the day before. So it's something that it's, it's an amazing thing because it's like your heart, you know, your heart, it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. Your brain just keeps growing and growing and growing and expanding. All right. So you want to use it. And it's just like anything else. If you don't use it or you don't develop it, it will go dead on you. Like you ever sit somewhere for a long time and keep your leg in one position and then you try to stand up and it's like it's not working like the leg. It just 
there's no circulation. The leg goes dead until you shake it for a little while, which means you got to use it for a little while. And then now, you you know, it works like it's supposed to. Your brain is the same way. And if you don't use it for a long time, you start walking through life like a zombie. Okay. And the people with working brains will do anything to keep a zombie away from them. You don't want to be a zombie person. Okay, you don't want to be a zombie person. Nobody wants a zombie around except other zombies. And what happens is when zombies, when they're done feeding on other people and there's nothing to eat, they'll they'll turn on each other They'll start feeding on each other because that's how dead their brains are. So you want a, a live, active, moving brain where it's always thinking, always working, always thinking, always, always working. And, you know, when you go to rest, let your brain rest. That's fine. But once that sun comes up, that brain got to turn on. Boom. It's like a car engine. It's got, as soon as the sun comes up, let your brain operate with the sun. That's important. You should be thinking a lot during the day, feeling a lot during the night. So as soon as you see that moon, that's when you're when your your feelings start to kick in. And there's a time of the day that we call evening. Okay, evening. You've probably heard that word before, right? You've heard morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime. Okay. Well what what what's the difference between evening and night? Right? So evening, if you look at the at the word itself, it has the word even in it. That's why they call it evening. It's even and it's when the time of day where you can see the sun and you can see the moon at the same time. So your thinking and your feelings are balanced with each other at the same time during evening. OK. And then as you start to go into nighttime, you let your brain rest because it's been working all day. You let your brain rest and then you let your feelings come forward and then they'll come forth by another 12 hours. And then that sun is going to come up. Boom. Time to start thinking again. All right. And that's the cycle that you want to that you want to keep. It's important. All right. Um, here's another thing for you guys. All right. Girls shouldn't do everything that a boy does and a boy shouldn't do everything that a girl does. All right. As much as, you know, maybe as a boy, you can do what a girl does. And we live in a world right now that tells you that, you know, being equal means being the same. Which is not true because two plus two plus three will give you five. It will equal five. But four plus one will also equal five. One plus one plus one plus one plus one will also give you five. All right. So there's so many different things that can can make things equal, but they don't necessarily have to be the same. All right. So you want to make sure that if you're a little girl, that you're looking at older women to understand some of the great things that you can be. Now, is there a is there a um, a part in you that's like the boys? Yeah, there is. Of course, there's a part in you that's like the boys. But that's going to come out naturally when you start developing the part in you that's like the girl. OK, it just it just it can't help it. It's going to it's going to just come forth automatically. And the same thing with boys. There's a part in you that's like the girls, but it's going to come forth automatically when you start developing the boys. See, there's a natural attraction between 
or there's a natural pull that's like magnets. They come together between boys and girls. So the more of a of a masculine or boy or of a, or of a man that you work to become, automatically the feminine or the female or the or the, the, the like the girl part. We all have it. Don't don't you know? Don't feel funny about it. It's going to naturally start to come forth and try to reach for that that young man that you're becoming. And that's fine. That girl part is your feelings or your your creativity. You know, when when you want to be comfortable in the moment, when you want to play and have fun and get on a slip and slide, that's all girl stuff. That's your female side coming out. And just like with you girls, there's a there's a there's a man side or masculine side or a boy side that's going to come out. The more the girl you're going to be and the more the woman you strive to be. And that man side is going to say, go out and do something special. The man side is going to say, you know, make sure that you stay strong, that you have what's called integrity, that you stay strong and that you have principles that you hold to. Those are going to be the the, the, the man part or or what we say, logic or that constant thinking. See, that sun time during the day, that's the man time. The, the moon time at night is the woman time. So all the things that make up the day, all the thinking, the work and stuff like that and uh, interacting with a lot of people to, or, or, you know, meeting a lot of people to get work done. That's the man part. And then at night, the moon part is when we sleep, we rest, we enjoy our friends, we enjoy our family, things like that. You see? So it's just you know, some, some, some things that I want you young people to think about. And most important is don't be afraid to ask questions. And just remember that you live in a, in a world right now that is trying to take your brain. Just like the zombies, the zombies eat what brains and they're trying to take your brain. So you gotta, you gotta protect it. You gotta protect it at all costs. Like, like you got to protect it like you protect nothing else. Your mind is very important. And that doesn't mean that you walk around being stubborn. That means that you that you walk around and you don't listen to when when elders and older people are talking to you. Listening is the most important thing. When I was younger, there was a phrase that sometimes older people would say, and that was children should be seen and not heard. I agree with that. We live in a time now where Everyone is telling you, young people, that everything you have to say is important. And that's not true. It's just not true. You haven't gotten to the point where you have important things to say yet. But things that you have to listen to and to think about are important. Your time for speaking will come. Don't worry. It's going to come. But right now, it's just like how you're building something up. Like if you're training for something, if you're on a team and you're in practice, right now you're in practice. So when that time comes, when you do speak, it'd be like, wow, listen to that. I started speaking when I was 15. And prior to that, I didn't speak at all. I was so quiet. No one even really knew what my voice sounded like. And the first time I spoke publicly, everyone was, whoa. And I I remember people were like even making jokes with me afterward. They said, I didn't know your voice was that deep. Because I always had a voice like this since I was young, right? But it's because I spent 15 years just listening and just practicing and listening. Now, I used to speak, but I used to speak in my room. I I taught uh, one of the Anu adults that recently, my technique I used to do when I was a teenager. I would... um, 
I would take three different books in front of me. Usually I would take the Quran, I would take the Quran and I would take um, the Holy Bible and I would take the Baghdad Vida. And I would just read, because I've always read those a lot, those books, right? And then what I would do was I would put the three books down and then I would just like take one of them and I would take my hands like I'm flicking a a fan and just land on a page, boom. And then then point my finger somewhere. And then whatever was talked about there, I would then make my own speech on that. But while I'm talking, I would give myself a time, like I have to talk about this for 10 minutes. And what I would do is I would reference the other two books. I would would look back in my mind. I wouldn't open them back up, but I would say, I might be talking about something in the Quran. And then I I would say, and it's just like what the Bible says. And then I would say, but the Bhagavad also said, but they would have to be related. And I would keep doing that, keep doing that, keep doing that. And I would do it for 10, 15 minutes to eventually I would go to like 30 minutes or 60 minutes. And I used to do this in my room, whispering. No one knew. My own family didn't know that's what I was in there doing. But when the time came for me to speak, I was ready. So there's a time for listening and there's a time for speaking. All right. And that has been my time. This is Chief Yuya speaking to the young people, speaking to you all. All right. Uh, And I'll see you all soon at Chief Yuya is my social media handle for readings. Ask Osiris dot com for life coaching Osiris life dot com. Peace.